Our lectionary has, left, uh, has led us to this Bible verse here, here in the Gospel of Mark. Um, and was Jesus Christ is hanging up, up on the cross the very last moments of his life, and he yells out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I'm sure that each and every single one of us here in this room have been at a point in our own life that we may question God the very same thing. That we have questioned God the very same thing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you now? Where are you in my pain? Where are you in my suffering? Where are you? Many times when we pray, we hear no answers. Many times when we're going through tough times and we want God to just come and just change our circumstances, the circumstances of our own life, and many times all we hear is silence. And it seems that God is not there. C.S. Lewis once wrote, after he lost his wife to cancer, he was confused. He was confused. And so he once wrote this. He said, what can this mean? What can this mean? Why is he so present, a commander in our time of prosperity, and so very absent in time of trouble? You see, as his wife was suffering through cancer, he did all that he can. He prayed to God. He's begging God, heal my wife. Bring her back to me. And yet his wife passed away. And he was, he was just so confused at that time. He wanted to know exactly what was going on. Why is it that God didn't answer my prayer? Where is this God? Isn't he supposed to be with me? Isn't he an omnipresent God who's supposed to always be there? But yet, why does it seem that he is present there in my life through the good times? But yet through the bad times, through the times of trouble, through the times of my own suffering, why is he silent? Why is he silent? One of the things that we can be assured of as Christians is that we're not the first person to ask this question. Many, many people, many, many Christians before us and after us will be asking the same question. And those before us, many have asked the very same question. Father, or God, God, why have you forsaken me? In Genesis chapter 15, verse 2 to verse 3, we see Abraham, that Abraham felt that he was abandoned by God. He entered into a covenant with God. And yet, he, he didn't have a child. He didn't have an heir to him, to him, to his family. And so he felt, he felt that because he wasn't given a child, that God has abandoned him that God is no longer, that God is not with him. And as we read in the story of Job, the sufferings that Job went through, the sufferings that Job went through, we see in Job 13, 15, Job says that he was being slain by God. As he was going through his pain, as he was going through his suffering, he, he was be believing that God is punishing him, that God is actually punishing him for all the, all the things that he's going through. You know, I remember a missionary, his name is Reverend 
John Yang. He's a pastor. He was a missionary to China. This was way back in 2005, 2006, sometime back then. He and his family moved to China because they were going to do some missions work to the, the, to the Chinese people. He had a two-year-old daughter with him at that time. As they were, one night as they were going to the store, they were driving through the city. A drunk driver hit their car and killed their two-year-old child. He took his daughter back home and he came to our church in Yuba City and I helped him with a, with a service for his daughter. At that time, Simon and Simon and Kayla were still very young. They're, Simon was probably four or five years old, and that's about it. And so right when I saw his daughter, this two-year-old child laying in the coffin, I started to weep for her. I started to just cry for her because I can relate to that. My ch- because my child is so young, and just seeing Reverend John's child, two-year-old daughter, just laying there, just laying there, really broke my heart. I spoke with Reverend John, and I said, Reverend John, how do you feel about this? How, how are you feeling? And he said, you know, Chang, the first thing that I felt was that God has left me, that God is no longer with me, that God has forsaken me. But after a while, after all my prayers, after seeking for answers, I realized one thing, that there is something here that will benefit my, that will benefit the kingdom, and there's something here that I can learn from. And he said this, he says, Chang, you see, I'm a missionary. My job is to take the word of God, to take the word of God to God's children throughout the whole world. And today as my child is laying here, and that today my child has passed away, I am reminded each and every single day through this pain and through this suffering, that every day God's children is also passing away without the gospel. And so I need to work harder to bring the gospel of Christ to God's children so that they will not pass away without the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that they will come to know Jesus Christ before anything happens to them. I remember hearing a story Hearing a story of a Chinese missionary, a young lady, she spoke about her life. You see, in China, you can only have one child. We all know that. Being a daughter, being a daughter, her parents decided not to keep her. And so when she was 78 years of age, what they did was they bought her a train ticket. And they said to her, take this ticket, and we're going to send you to this town over here. And your uncle and your aunt is going to meet you over there. And so she was so happy. She was so happy that she's finally going to meet her uncle and her aunt, whom she has not seen before. She was so happy about this. And so she took that ticket. She went in that train. And when she arrived at that city, no one was there to greet her. This is a seven to eight-year-old child. No one was there to, to greet her. And she finally realized that my parents are abandoning me. They're getting rid of me. And she finally realized that. And the only way for her to survive was to go around town eating from garbage cans. 
And this one time, she was eating from a garbage can, and she, she said she's passed away. She had no hope for her future. And yet a missionary group found her. They found her. And they helped her, and they saved her, and they raised her. And so she saw the love of God through them, and through them, through their ministry, she became a missionary, a Christian missionary, a Christian missionary. In life, we often hear people say, God is only going to give you the things that you can handle. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that. Many times, the things that we face are things that we absolutely cannot handle. It is so much for us. And yet it is in those times, in those times, that God will provide us the strength to, go, to, to be able to handle these things, to be able to overcome these things. And it is during those times that we simply cannot go forward anymore that God will be there with us. You see, God provides the strength for us. He will not forsake us ever, no matter what it is that we are going through. And as Jesus Christ was on that cross, and as he was dying, as he was feeling all the, he was taking upon all the sins of the world, you see. You see, those two thieves that that were by his side, their sins were, were not even greater than the sins that Christ had at that time. Because the word of God teaches us that he who had no sin was made into sin. All the sins of the world was put on Jesus Christ to bear at that moment on that cross. You see, those two thieves, all they, was, all they were bearing, they were just bearing their own sin on that cross. But Jesus Christ, though he had no sin, he bore all of our sins on that cross at that time. Every man, every woman, every child, from beginning to end, all the sins was put put upon Jesus Christ at that very moment on that cross. The message of the gospel is not about Roman soldiers, guys. The message of the gospel is not about thorns. It's not about nails. But the message of the gospel is about Jesus Christ bearing our sin, that he was made into sin on that cross. That he took upon everything, everything on that cross for every single person, for all of eternity on that cross. He took it all on that cross. And on that cross, he cried out, Father, or my God, my God, Eloi, Eloi, why have you forsaken me? Eloi, Eloi, lemasabachthani, why have you forsaken me? You see, if we read how Jesus Christ prayed, we see that Jesus Christ often, when he prays in the New Testament, he often used the word Abba, or Father. Father, Father. And yet here in his time of distress, he's no longer using Father, but he's saying, my God, my God, my God, my God. And so as we are going through sufferings in our own life, as we're facing these own challenges in our own life, let us always remember that Jesus Christ went through the same thing for us, that he has bore everything for us. On that cross, he took everything for us, and he is there with us. He's always there for us. 
He's always there for us. And the despair that we feel, the distress that, he, that we feel, Christ felt for us. He feels it along with us. But there is a message here that Christ is talking about that's so much more important than knowing that God has forsaken us. And, and, and at the end, I'll, I'll let us know what that is. But I want us to understand is that Jesus Christ suffered for us and he shares in that suffering with, for, with us. Let us always remember that. And many times as we suffer, we will see that our sufferings are often misunderstood by other people. You see, as Jesus Christ was calling out for his father, Eloi, Eloi, the people that was watching him thought he was calling on Elijah. They thought he was calling on Elijah. And so many times in our own sufferings, people will misunderstand us. Many times we may even be mocked as Christ was being mocked on that cross as we were going through our own sufferings. And yet, we must always remember that Christ first went through it, and that he overcame it, that he overcame all these things. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, the apostle Peter, the leader of the, of the apostles, he wrote this, and he says, thou know, uh, thou, Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that to prove in the genuineness of your faith. So what is, what is Peter saying here? Peter is saying, you know what? Though you are going through all these things, though you are going through these sufferings, what it's going to do for you as you overcome this thing, as you reflect upon Jesus Christ, is that it's going to prove to you in the end that your faith is true. It's, go it's going to confirm to you that your faith is real that you're not just someone who comes to church, but that you're actually a real child of God, that you're actually someone who truly, truly believes in God, not only in words itself, not only in words alone, but your life, your life is a testimony to your faith as you overcome these things. Not that God is throwing these things on you so that you, that you can prove something to God. No, that's not, that's not the point but that these things are happening to you, but God is providing you the strength to go through these things. And as you continue to re rely on God, as you continue to follow God, as you continue to move through the sufferings of life, you'll begin to understand more and more that you are truly, truly a child of God. That you're truly, that your faith is truly, truly a genuine faith. That's what the, that's what the apostle Peter is teaching us here. You see, at the time in which Jesus was living, when they, were, when, they, when they would teach about the Bible, when they would teach about the scriptures, they didn't quote verses or chapters like how we do nowadays. But what they would do, what they would do is they would quote the first line of a psalm. They would quote that very first line of a psalm. And when, once they quote that, the, the audience, the people that's listening to them, will understand exactly what they're talking about. And so Jesus Christ here, when he was on that cross, when he was crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was quoting Psalms chapter 22, which is the first um, verses that we read from the Old Testament up here. He was quoting from Psalms chapter 22. 
And in Psalms chapter 22, in Psalms chapter 22, it starts out with this same thing. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet as it takes us throughout the psalm, it shows us that he was never forsaken. That the suffering, the suffering person was never forsaken. You see, because as it ends, this is what it says. It says in Psalms chapter 22, verse 24, and when we read the scriptures, we have to read the entire thing, not just verses. And at the end, in verse 24, it says, For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. You see? He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. You see, so at the beginning of the verse, Jesus Christ is saying, look, this is how this this is how I feel. This is how you will feel when you are going through suffering. You will feel as God has forsaken you. And that's okay. But as you read, as you continue to read Psalm, you'll realize that no, God has not forsaken you. You may feel that way, but the good news is that God has not forsaken you, for he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one, and he has not hidden his face from you at all, but that he will listen. He will listen to your cry. And that's the message that Jesus Christ was preaching to us on that cross, is that even though I'm suffering, and even though it may seem that God has forsaken me, he has not forsaken me at all. He will hear my prayer. He will hear me, and he will lift me up. And so even as Christ was going through his pain on that cross, even though he was going through his suffering on that cross, he continued to put his faith in his Father. He continued to rely on his Father. He continued to obey his father. And he's setting an example for us. Let us continue to do the same thing. Because he, he will not abandon us. For this is what the word of God says. He will not abandon us. He will not hide from us. But he will listen to us and he will hear our cry. And Psalms Psalms chapter 22 ends with this verse that says, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. You see, the suffering of the afflicted one, even though he was going through times of despair, times of doubt, but as he overcame his suffering, his life began, his life became a testimony to other people. His suffering, his ability, his faith to go through that, it became a testimony to other people. And that's why it says that all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. Because of that. Because of that. Because you continue to have faith in the Lord, even through hard times. And all the families of the nations will bow down before him. You see how your life can be turned into a tremendous, tremendous testimony to God. As long as you continue to hold on. Continue to rely on God. He's the one that's there. He's the one that's going to provide the strength for you. Our times of suffering, our times of suffering, our times of trouble, it's not a time for us to desert our Lord, but it is the time for us to cast all of our burdens and everything upon him, and he will take care of everything for us. And so so today I want us to remember that we can have hope through our times of suffering, because Jesus suffered the same thing for us. He suffered through the same thing with us. 
I want us to also understand that our sufferings can often be misunderstood by other people. And oftentimes we may even be mocked by other people through our sufferings. But let us continue in the faith. Because as we continue in the faith through the sufferings, it will show us that our faith is a true, genuine faith. Our faith is a real faith. And let us also be assured through Psalm chapter 22 that God will never abandon us, that he will hear our prayers, he will listen to us, he will listen to our cries. And then let us remember that as we go through these things and as we overcome these things, that our life will become a testimony to God and people will be drawn to God because of us, because you kept holding on, because you kept trusting in the Lord. May the Lord be with all of us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. Father, many times in our own lives, Father, we go through sufferings, we go through pain. But let us be reminded that your son, Jesus Christ, went through the same thing with us. And he shares in our pain, he shares in our suffering. Father, as we go through these things, please show us that our faith is a true faith. Please show this to us. Let our life be a living testimony to you, to your power, to your strength, to your grace. And so, Father, we lift up all people to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.